G'day and welcome to Partakers Podcasts. We continue our look at Christmas. Over the last five episodes we have looked at Mary and today we go on to look at her husband-to-be, Joseph, who is quite often the very forgotten man of the story. Reading from Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 to 25. This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. We meet and learn about Joseph in both Matthew and Luke's accounts of the birth of Jesus. Joseph is the quiet man in the story, but also a spiritual person who wished to live his life and make his decisions in accordance with God's will. Jewish society at that time had an arrangement for approaching marriage called betrothal. It was a kind of engagement period in which the prospective bride and groom lived under the same roof, but did not consummate their relationship sexually. That was reserved for their wedding day. Mary, who we have heard about over the last few days, was pledged in this way to be married to Joseph. It's likely that he was older than Mary, as there is no mention of him during Jesus' adult ministry. Perhaps he died before Jesus reached the age of 30, which is when he went public. It is something upon which we can only guess and speculate. The silence of Joseph is deafening. Joseph's role was secondary to Mary's. Nonetheless, it was an important one. It was also a dangerous role he had to fulfil. First of all, there was the possibility of public rejection and the stigma of Mary's pregnancy during the betrothal period. Then there was the need to travel for registering at Bethlehem. Then there was the need to travel for registering at Bethlehem, followed by the flight into Egypt when King Herod went on the rampage at the suggestion of a king of the Jews being born. And finally, there was all the caring and providing for the family's welfare once back safely in Nazareth, a town that had its own social problems. 
Sometimes Joseph is called the caretaker father of Jesus, given the responsibility of protecting and providing for God's son for as long as was necessary. Joseph had some very fine spiritual qualities, and the one we look at now is that of sensitivity. In the first place, Joseph was sensitive to Mary's needs. He'd heard her side of the story, but even so, felt it necessary to divorce Mary because of the apparently improper behaviour. But he didn't want to expose her to public disgrace, being, as Matthew puts it, a righteous man. Being righteous can sometimes carry a hard edge to it, but not with Joseph. With him, it carried a sensitive understanding of Mary's situation. That may suggest that he wanted to believe her story, but had no way of verifying it. Whatever, Joseph was clearly sensitive to Mary's needs. He was not consumed with the selfish and self-justifying attitudes that characterise so much marital and premarital discord in our own day. Joseph was also sensitive towards receiving and responding to God's messengers. Beyond that, sensitive to the Lord himself. When Gabriel came in a dream and confirmed what Mary had told him, Joseph did not hesitate to accept her and her condition, respecting the situation fully so that there would be no interference with what God was bringing to pass. His sensitivity is described in this way. He took Mary home as his wife, but had no union with her until she gave birth to a son, and Joseph gave him the name Jesus. It is interesting that most of Joseph's guidance came through dreams. Clearly that was right for him in God's will. But the only certain way to know God's will for our lives is to be familiar with the teaching of Scripture, letting experience confirm it in practice. We must be sensitive to God, speaking through his word, the Bible. Finally, Joseph was sensitive to the situation in which he too was placed and wanted only to do what was right in God's eyes. He didn't let the world around him squeeze him into its shape. His actions were not dictated by other people's views of what constituted right conduct. Quite the reverse. Joseph took decisive action as a man of faith and principle. Joseph did what the Lord wanted him to do. We should admire Joseph and follow his sensitive example. We have much today to learn from this quiet man of the gospel. That's it for today. In our next podcast, it's Christmas Day, and so therefore we look at Jesus. Thanks for coming to Partaker's Podcasts. Come back every day to www.partakers.co.uk where there is a podcast available to you to help you as a Christian in the 21st century. Our books are also available at www.pulptheology.com and all Amazon sites. See you later.